I'm Andre Bella for Esoterica, a short feature about extraordinary happenings, and this is the traveling necklace. I first met Esperanza in Argentina in September of 2014. Of course, she wasn't Esperanza then. She was only a thing, a beautiful handcrafted silver pendant. You might think it's strange that I named her, but it was not so strange to me. I'd just gotten back from a trip to Findhorn, a sustainable spiritual community in Scotland where they name lots of things like vacuum cleaners and wheelbarrows. Hadn't many of my friends named their cars, so why shouldn't I name a necklace? I chose Esperanza, meaning hope, because I bought her at the request of my friend Ed, who wanted a piece of jewelry to give his daughter as a peace offering to mend their broken relationship. Ed had been one of my students at the reentry center, a part of Maine Corrections dedicated to helping offenders reenter their communities after being incarcerated. A few years after his release, Ed had been arrested again and was serving a short sentence in Charleston, a minimum security correctional facility in Dover Foxcroft. Two Sundays a month, I would visit him, bringing pizza for lunch, something that seemed to thoroughly distract the drug-sniffing dogs who often greeted me in the visitor's area. While doing his time, Ed was allowed to work on a local farm so that he'd have some money when he got out. Having little faith in the correctional system, he sent his paychecks to me for safekeeping. When I talked about my upcoming trip to Argentina, he asked if I would take $100 out of his account and buy a piece of jewelry for his daughter, Pat, and I agreed. But the more our lives unfolded, I realized that Esperanza had a completely different agenda. She wasn't the least bit interested in fixing broken relationships. She was hopelessly enamored with a capricious desire for travel and adventure. And the first leg of her travel plans was escaping Argentina. I was traveling in Argentina with Ollie, my best friend of many years. She had spent most of her life globetrotting with her international business, where I had spent most of my life raising a family and farm animals in coastal Maine. She made visits to us, and I faithfully kept every postcard and gift she brought us from the four corners of the globe. Soccer shoes from Brazil, a glass bottle with sand from the Kalahari Desert, and a yak butter churn from Nepal. Now that she was retired and my kids grown up, it was time to decide if we would make good traveling companions. After a trial run to Switzerland, we gave ourselves a thumbs up and packed our bags for our next adventure, a trip to South Africa. In preparation, I read Michener's Covenant and Nelson Mandela's Long Walk to Freedom for some insight into the difficult and violent history of South African apartheid. Now we were in Buenos Aires with its beautiful tree-lined boulevards and dark history. In other South American countries, I'd always sought out the open-air markets of indigenous people, looking to sell local items to tourists. But in all of Buenos Aires, we found no sign of indigenous people. At an art museum, when I asked our young tour guide, he whispered, Genocide. Then he showed us what he said was the only painting of indigenous people in the museum. It was a huge canvas depicting warriors on horseback raiding a Spanish town. 
A barely alive white woman with her clothes torn off was slung over the saddle of one of the warriors, while the others, covered with blood, carried gold icons stolen from a church. The historic message was clear. Kill them before they kill you. A reminder that propaganda and misinformation are as old as human history. Join me next week for part two of The Traveling Necklace. I'm Andre Bella for Esoterica. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.